I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. is going to take some twists and turns you're not ready for it, but it's all good. Okay. I'm here for the ride. So left here, go to Titaner. I arrive and am, am immediately greeted by Margaret. Shout out to Margaret at Titaner. You are an angel. I adore you. You are an angel. I just don't want to be chewing right into my mic. Oh, I was like, why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> so she gets us to our seat. We, I had, Titaner is literally incredible. Like it's not overhyped. Have you eaten there? Mm-mm. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. And I'm not just saying that because they took really good care of me. Like the food is so good. Like from the appetizers. Like No, I've the, heard from everyone that I know that, that's gone there that it's insane. The food is so fucking good. I had an amazing time. I was there with my friend Sabrina. We ate fucking food. Like we <laughs> were, like we had, we like, we ordered as though they weren't gonna send us stuff and then they sent us stuff. So, and we mm. ate everything. So it was like, and also it was like one of the situations where it's like, Sabrina is like half the size of me. So like, she would be like, I'm done eating. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll finish everything. And then I was like, so full. Mm-hmm. So I then proceed. <laughs> so I had dinner at Thai diner at like 6.30, I think was our reservation. And give me the highlights of what you ate. Absolutely. Okay, so the scallop crudo was so good. It was just like really thick pieces of scallop crudo with this like saw like the, some sort of like ponzu situation that had this like it like it was like spicy but not in like a heat way and it just like a made your mouth tingle way Ooh. that was like really really pleasant i love that and it didn't like last like it wasn't like my mouth was on fire but like it made your mouth like really sear like tingle mm. in this really like kind of like when raw scallops are good <sighs> they hit so i mean these were the hard. this was easily the best scallop crudo i've ever had okay. so then and then we had, they sent us a crispy rice salad, which was phenomenal. It was like the thing where it's like, it was a mixture of like leaves of greens and also whole herb leaves. So it's like a really oh, herby salad. And like there was avocado, incredible. We had the stuffed cabbage, which was like this turkey stuffed cabbage and like a Tom Ka um, coconut milk broth. That sounds delightful. So good. Just in time for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Then we had the golden curry, which is in like these noodles with like really tender chicken and then like crispy noodles on top. Okay. So, so good. good. So good. Okay, and I'm then, so hungry. I know. And then for dessert, they sent, they, they, we had this like peanut brittle Sunday situation that was like incredible. And we had tea and I had like, I had a martini there that was like true. It was like, it wasn't like a normal martini. It was like a special on their menu that had like maraschino in it. It was like, so good. Oh my God. Yum. Um, it was like a truly, truly fantastic meal. And I was stuffed to the gills at the end of it. Post, take a selfie with Sabrina in the restaurant. I post it on Instagram. I get on the subway. I'm riding the subway home. I'm like tired. I'm sleepy. I'm like, I'm going to go to go home to my bed with my full belly and I'm going to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And then I get a text message from my friend being like, clearly after having seen my Instagram, being like, hey, 
did you forget we have a dinner reservation at 930? <gasps> <laughs> and I was like, what? And I look and we have a reservation for a pop-up at Hearts at 930 that I put in my calendar wrong. And I'm like, but conveniently, I live really close to Hearts. So I'm on my way, technically, because I'm on my way home. <laughs> so I was like, um, I put in my calendar wrong, but I'm actually on my way and I'll be there. I went and had, a, had, a, I had a second full meal. <laughs> I was like, I went and I had two dinners last night at no. two restaurants. It was the most, it was a really expensive night. I'm not going to lie. But I was, I was like, I'm not going to bail on this dinner. Like we made this reservation like five weeks ago. Cause it was like a pop-up. The reason is it was, the, or it wasn't five weeks. Ago, it was like three or four. It was the week. I, I think it was the week I was moving. So I was like moving and yeah. I forgot to put it in my calendar. Yeah, yeah. This is not like me. I am a Google calendar girl. Oh, my, I like always forget about no, plans. I, I always double book That myself. was me in my early twenties. That was me in my early twenties. Okay. And then people get mad at me for double booking, for missing stuff. And I was like, I have to just like commit to the Google calendar. And I'm religious about my Google calendar. I love that. For me, I'm like, I'm cutting off toxic people. If you get mad at me for that, <laughs> fuck you. And I was like, no, I have like, I just like, so I like put things, I'm religious about my calendar. I didn't put this in the calendar. Okay. I can tell Meanwhile, that you actually feel bad about it. Oh, I feel so bad. I then get to the restaurant. I'm the first to arrive. Everyone else is 10 minutes late. So oh, sitting, you had like a group. It was four of us going. Okay, okay. Pardon me. Oh my God, second burp on the mic. This is acceptable because that I had two fucking in. dinners last night. Yeah, that's fair. So I, and then I was like, I'm also the food, like the, the menu, they like dropped the menu. It like literally looks incredible. Luckily, like if it had been the reverse and I had done dinner at Hearts and then had to go have dinner at Thai Diner, it would have been truly hell because Thai Diner was like so intense. Right. But like Hearts is like smaller plates and okay. we were sharing everything. So you could just kind of like pick. I like picked Taste and I everything. was, everything was like fucking delicious, but it wasn't like quite as intense of a situation, but when I woke up this morning, I was like, I am so full of food. Like I, I didn't eat until like 2 p.m. Oh my God. Um, so that Those was mornings my night. when you wake up like still full from the night before, like that's how you know that but it's been. I mean, I can't complain. Two of my literal favorite restaurants in New York. Hearts is such an amazing restaurant. Oh have, my God. Have, wait, have you been to Hearts? I haven't been there, Let's but go. you've talked Let's go. you've talked about it enough that I really want You and go. I all go to Hearts. It's so good. The people there are so good. The chef is so fantastic. Everything is great there. It's just like the best. Okay, take me. And then Thai Diner is now easily one of my favorite restaurants. It's so stunningly good. Oh my God. And okay. the service there was incredible. Like the It's good to know that it's actually worth it. Like next time, I'm, I guess I'll just wait. Cause like last time I think I tried to go and there they are told reservations. Me the, I know, but, but I'm really, never going to be the type really of person that's going to get one. They're <laughs> like, really hard to get. I, I think like, you have to be on it like midnight. You have to be the type of person that's going to like refresh the thing. I'm never doing that. Yeah. It's like Taylor Swift tickets. No, get, I, no. I, I don't care about anything enough for that. No, I get that. <laughs> um, just go like, I'm going to go early, maybe. Throw your name in and then come back and go get a drink with your friends and then come back an hour later. Perfect. That's what I'm doing. But it's it's really fucking good. Okay. I have very exciting, like, dinners the next two nights. Wait, tell Very me. fancy press events. One of them is tonight with um, the chef from Frenchette. Ooh. And it's like a whole wine and cocktails pairing. It's with doers. Which oh, is whiskey. Sick. So they're doing, like, whiskey cocktails with the food and then wine pairings with the dinner and it's like a fully coursed meal and they're letting us bring plus ones. So I'm Yo. very excited. Although I did just see the invitation and it's cocktail attire. So I need to like Fuck. actually figure out what I'm gonna do with that. <laughs> I said yes to an event once and asked um, if I could bring plus three and they said yes. And then I realized it was black tie and we all had to wear tuxes and so <laughs> I had to cancel after like getting them to up my invite to plus three. And it was oh really God. embarrassing. 
Wait, yeah, because re- renting a tux as a guy is like a whole ordeal, right? Well, my whole thing was that it was like a really nice event that sounded really fucking cool. And like these really famous drag queens were performing and it was like That's this really fun. luxurious event. And I was like, I do want to go to this. And then it was like, but it was, oh, the other thing was that it was like, we already had plans for something earlier in the evening. We were going to be coming from a show at House of Yes. Okay. And I was like, oh, this will be a perfect event to go to after House of Yes. And then I was like, You're oh, not gonna, it's like, black go tie. Home, change there was like your... no way it could work out time-wise. Like that was almost the biggest issue was like, we can't go to the House of Yes in like full time. Tuxes, yeah, and then go to this like black tie event, but we also like can't. There's not enough time to go change, so I had to cancel it. It was embarrassing. That happens, but anyway, I'm very excited okay. about that. And then what's the next? I one? literally decided that today, last minute. I was like, okay, I'll go last minute. Um, tomorrow is actually at the restaurant you used to work at. Rosemary's? No, the one you don't name. <gasps> oh, she must not be named. Yeah. Well, it's not even the same restaurant. It's in a new space. Okay, it's a new space. But I can't wait for the gossip. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you everything. Do you get um, a plus one to that? Yes. I would make you take me if I wasn't already booked. Oh my God. I didn't even think about <laughs> taking you. I thought you would like never want to. If I don't have to pay, I'm going. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll go for free. Next time, next time. Um, but yeah, so I'm like very excited to like, eat very like fancy meals for free for the next two nights. Yeah, you need to like heavily document that. I'm gonna need photos and like ver- like voice notes, maybe some video. Yeah, I'll do that. I, I'm really bad at posting stuff like that on Instagram. I don't like, want you to post it. I want you to send it I'm gonna, to me. I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah, that's you. what I want. Cause like, I, I, yeah, cause I don't, I'm not good at like, first of all, I'm not good at the photography part of food, but also I always forget and I eat a bite and then people are like taking all their pictures and especially at these press I also don't know how you're supposed to take good rest. I don't know how, like the picture I took in Thai diner looks like absolute shit. Like I don't know how to do good light. Like restaurant lighting is so dark, which I like, don't make the restaurant brighter. I just don't know how to take a good photo in the dark lighting. No, me neither. But there are, there are people in our like industry that are. Oh, it's their whole job. It's their whole job. And they're amazing at it. And they're so good at it. What was I going to say? No, I, I, but I also have you, one of the best days when you work in restaurants is, um, when they roll out the new menu and then they have a food photography day where they, the photographer will come and take photos of everything. Cause then the full menu gets cooked. And then oftentimes if you're working, you just get to eat it. It's Cause like there's like the too much food. Meal or whatever. Yeah. It's the best day. That's so It's nice. the best day. It was always the best day at Rosemary's cause they did it like once a quarter and it was like so sick. At the restaurants you've worked at in the past, you normally get to eat for free or do they like only give you a discount? <sighs> um, the re- like. No, the one who must not be named had the worst family meals of all time. And it was like really cheap, like shitty undercooked chicken and like unwashed lettuce and like rice a lot of the time. (laughs) Okay. Rosemary's, Rosemary's was really hit or miss. Like sometimes family meal was delish Mm -hmm. and sometimes it was like punishingly bad. Yeah. But it was never stuff from the menu. Um, And then Kindred did family meal and it was delicious. Like they actually like cared and it was like really fucking good. Well, that makes sense. That Um, checks out for Kindred. And I think there was like, and I think at Kindred, you could also order food there for 50% off. Like if you were also still hungry, like later in the night. That's nice. Um, I know some places do like, I know like when you work at Westville, you just get like a free thing off the menu every time. Like I think some places do that, which I think is smart because it's really great way for you to try the whole menu. Yeah. But I understand it's like expensive, whatever. The first restaurant I worked at was like a a vegan place and it was like, you know, one of those places, like $30 smoothies or whatever. Yeah. And they gave us only 50% off at like, even when we were like, That's annoying. when we were working there and I'd have shifts that were like pretty long and didn't bring food. So then I'd have to like spend like half of what I was making yeah, that bullshit. night on my dinner. <laughs> Cause I had to eat it from there. Wait, that just reminded me cause you live in the East village. This is a little far from your place, but have you been to this new, I think it's kind of new, this vegan Mexican fast casual place on, I want to say it's on. First, it's like First Ave and Seventh Street. 
It's called like Rao, like R A O Z. No. I am obsessed with it. Okay, I have to go. Wait, I walk by this. It's really good. Wait, the the it's o like a green looks and like white. a grain of rice. I think or so. Something? Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah. You should go. It's really fucking. I good. walk. I walk by this all the time. Okay. They have a taco salad with like coconut queso on it. It's so good. Oh, I'm literally. Yum. I think I'm gonna get it for dinner tonight. Wait, uh, you went to Re Yellow Rose, right? Obsessed. Because they have the best vegan queso. Oh, their food is so their good. Their food is so fucking Their food good. is so good, and I love everyone who works there. I know. Yeah, They're all, the like, gorgeous people inside and out. I know. It's heaven. Um, this week's episode is so fun. Um, this was, I was so excited when this guest said yes. Um, you may know her from How I Met Your Father. She is such a fantastic comedian. Check out her stand-up. She is so funny. I was so happy to get to talk to her. Please enjoy me going out with Tian Tran. It's my fault too. It's my fault too. And I feel like every time I get an email from you, you're in a different state. I feel like you're kind of bit bopping all over. I mean, right. I'm now officially in California. I'm down at my parents' house. God bless. Hence the like weird combo of. Things. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I'm officially in LA and I'm like here for a while. Oh, perfect. I'm glad to hear it for you. Are you happy about that? Are we pro LA? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, I'm, like, very excited to be here. Good. Gorge. Okay. Yeah. Let's how, not, was, how was the fest? It was... Okay, I don't... Yeah, let's save it. I was it, like, let's get into the, it. Because, I mean, it might... Are we already recording, Keith? Oh, we're already in it. Gorgeous. I record a separate intro so we can just go. Oh, okay, great. Do I... <laughs> do I, I don't need to do anything else on my end, right? No, you're thriving. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, hi. Hi. Wait, so you're back in LA. Did you grow up in LA or did your parents move there? Then my parents moved, they live like um 45 or an hour and a half south of LA. I grew up in I was born outside of Philly and I grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay, that's right. I identify as an Erie, Pennsylvania person. That's my sisters make fun of me because I'm the only one that identifies as that out of my siblings. <laughs> Sorry, Katie just hit the table so hard. Can I get a <laughs> Katie, are you okay? Hey, Katie, are it you okay? It sounded like a gong. <laughs> it did sound like a gong. I was like, wow, Here, this is... take mine. We got it's sound fine. effects on this pod. I know. That was like our version of like the air horns. Um, <laughs> we will edit around that. Wait, so are you... Is that because you're the youngest? Like, did your parent, your sister... I'm the, I'm the third, but we're all spread out. Oh. So like, I have two older sisters that are seven and eight years older than me. And then I have a younger sister that's nine years younger than me. And I like spent Whoa. formative years in Erie. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's not, I, cause I also have very spread out siblings. I have a sister who's currently three. So I, <gasps> it's very, very spread out, but I, but I, I've never talked to someone who's also in that situation, but didn't have. Like, cause I have my sister who's only two and a half years younger than me. So like, I'm not, the fact that you guys are all spread out like that is interesting to me. Do you know what I mean? Are, are you the oldest? I'm the oldest. I'm very much the oldest. How does it feel? It feels, I mean, it's all I've ever known. It's all I've ever known, but I'm like, I have a lot of oldest pride and I really connect with other oldest. Like, I think there's a lot we have in, it's like, it's like my other version of astrology is like, where do you fall in siblings? I completely, see to me, birth order is way more interesting and telling of a personality in my opinion versus astrology. Like I mean, it has I could, like, I could probably, <laughs> it has like societal and so, and like, so like scientific, like sociological implications that are like concrete and undeniable <laughs> as, as opposed to like stars in the sky. 
<laughs> you know, I couldn't agree more, but I don't want people to come for us. Okay. <laughs> no, sibling is very, so yeah. Cause you're interesting. That's interesting to me with you because you're middle, but you also had seven years of being baby. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always really someone who was conscious of when they lost baby status. It's, it's real for them. It's real. <laughs> I, I, that, I think that'll be the name of my book. Seven years of being baby. <laughs> <laughs> Love that book title. Do you mind if I take no, it? No, it's I'm, yours. Cause I, I was never it. baby. I guess I was baby when there was only one of me, but one of us, but you can have it. Cause it's not true to me. <laughs> I like to say, I like to say that I was fairly bad, like that I'm balanced in that I had seven years of baby, but then like several years of middle and also then being the oldest in the house. Like I was the, cause my yeah, sisters went off to college, kind of did their thing. And yeah. I'm curious. Did you have the thing because your sibling, when you, because you had someone who's nine years older than you, did you have the thing where by the time you were like in your teens, your parents had been at it so long that they were like, do whatever you want. Like we're done parenting. <laughs> Oh, they almost, my youngest sister got that. Yeah. Cause like, like oh my God, my, fr- like my high school boyfriend, his siblings were like significantly older than him. Like they were all in college when we were in high school or like graduated and fully adults. And his parents were like, we, you could move to Utah. We don't give a shit. Like do whatever you want. <laughs> like they loved him and they were lovely, but like they were, there was no, he could do whatever he wanted, whatever he wanted. Did you benefit from that? Like, like when you guys hung out, like if you went over to their house, hundred percent, hundred percent. So see, that's so nice. I'm yeah. so jealous of that. <laughs> well, you know, cause I was oldest. So I was living under a microscope and like, yes, you granted, were. my mom wasn't like crazy controlling, but like she was uh, on, like on top of everything. Like she was the kind of mom who wouldn't, she couldn't go to bed if I wasn't home yet. So she'd be like, you need to come home. I'm tired. And I'd be like, go to bed. Like, and she'd be like, no, I'm tired. And I'd be like, then go to bed. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> I know my mom was like that too. She would, she, I, I did that thing where like, I would go to a friend's house and she'd be like, make sure you call me when you get there. And yeah. it was such a simple instruction. And I always forgot because uh-huh. I got so, so hyped on like being around other kids. Every time, every time, every especially time. like when I started driving, like, and I would be like, and God forbid, I like put my cell phone down when I got to like someone's house, I'd have 30 calls being like, are you dead in a ditch? Are you dead in a ditch? Are you dead in a ditch? Like, and I'd be like, no, chill out. Like, I know. And like, what was I doing that I couldn't call? Like getting so excited about sharing one bottle of Malibu rum. Like, <laughs> like couldn't be bothered to call my mom just to be like, I'm here. Wait. So, okay. This, so now we've arrived at going, were you you going out and partying in high school? Was this part of your journey? Uh, I, a little bit, but it was all secret. Like, yeah, I, I say, I, I think I was probably starting to go out like junior, senior year, but my parents were very strict. So I probably got like to go out once a month, which was crazy Mm -hmm. compared to my older sisters who like really didn't get to do that much at all. And then my younger sister was like doing whatever she wanted and snowboarding all the time. (laughs) I really, I'm like pretty pissed that my little sister got to snowboard. It feels like a very like (laughs) (laughs) critical difference in our youth that like she got to hit the mountains. Cause like that was so much like money that my parents spent on soccer for me. But like soccer had like a purpose and an end goal potentially, but with snowboarding, she was just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But with like snowboarding, it was just like to snowboard. Um, Uh, But I went, we had one friend that like, you know, the, you know, the friend that like parents, their parents were like, just drink here. It's fine. Oh, absolutely. 
Like, was that your boyfriend, like high school no, boyfriend's like, house? No, there wasn't even that. It was just the kind of thing where they were like very trusting and chill. And they were like, we'd be like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to have five friends over and we're camping in the backyard. And they wouldn't like look to see what we were doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was sort of that. They weren't like, yeah, bring a keg. But like, if we brought a keg, there wouldn't have really been a conversation like around that. Like, Okay. See, that's I, so cool. It's sort of what I felt. That's how I was too. Like we would have uh, a party just like at someone's house in someone's basement. One particular friend had like the ideal setup where their basement was own was like separate from the main house where it was you could only enter through the garage which i was like jesus this is like a speakeasy this is like so like why did your dad want that like why was that like i'm like do you know what i mean i'm like i'm like this is so fun dylan why the fuck did your parents do it this way like that's really concerning to me 100 percent they're like well the basement of the main house is actually one big refrigerator and you're like why Why do you need all this meat stored for so long? What's going on? <laughs> but that's how it was. Like, and it was like a, it was a straight up bar. Like, yeah, we just went there and would get trashed, and then drive home the next morning. It was very, it was very fun. Yeah, it was very fun. That is, I don't. It's interesting because it's like I don't know where I stand on as an adult looking back on like yeah. a parent who does that. Like, would you do that? Like, if you were to have kids, would you be that parent? See, can I, I'm, my honest response, like, that comes up when you say that is, like, this is one of the reasons I don't want kids. It's like, I just don't even want to entertain this, like, conversation. <laughs> like, like, it's just, too, you know what I mean? Because I hear being like, I know for a fact kids are going to do this. I know they're going to do yep. this. So let's give them a safe space to do it. But you are also, like, allowing kids to, like, you're having, like, a relationship with a child externally from their parents. Like you're telling them like, I know you're probably, and that's where it specifically feels weird. Do you know what I mean? That's the specific thread that feels weird is like, uh, like having a knowledge of something that's happening between you and a child or like your child and another child and like excluding their parents from it feels weird. But I think someone's got to do it or they're going to get drunk in a river and someone will die. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I mean, that's why I don't want to have kids for I, that reason. It, I, I'm so fearful of river deaths and I, I just don't want <laughs> to encounter them at all. You say that, but like, I'm talking, like, I grew up in Vermont, like, there were rivers. Like, I'm not, like people were like partying in the woods and there were rivers. Wait, really? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, I think it's like, I just think it's like you got like a basement is safer. You know what I mean? It is. It totally is safer. But like, I always wondered, like, does, did Carrie's parents know that we were all getting drunk and then also just like hooking up with each other in the basement? I know. Like, is it a little bit of don't ask, don't tell of being like, well, they're all in the basement and they're safe and I'm going to let everyone sleep here. Cause I was at, so I didn't party a ton. I didn't party a ton in high school because my high school, frankly, my high school was kind of lame. That's like the truth of it. But the high school over for mine was cool. And that was my boyfriend in high school senior year went to that high school. So like, that's when I started hanging out with those people. And I was at one house party, a la what you're talking about, like where we were like in the basement and it was like to the side and like her parents were having a party upstairs. And (laughs) I thought everything was like above board, but apparently like this mom genuinely thought there were like 35 kids, like 17 year olds hanging out in this basement drinking like Capri Sun. Like, no. And she came downstairs and like caught us drinking. And it was one of the most uncomfortable moments of my life because she was like, 
yelling at us. Like she was yelling and she was yelling at, she was yelling at her daughter like in front of all of us. And I was just like, I want to leave. But then (laughs) she was like, everyone has to go right now. And I was like, I hadn't really been drinking. And I was like, all these kids are drunk. Like you're making a bunch of kids drive drunk. And like, I didn't feel comfortable enough at the time to be like, you should just let everyone sleep in your house. Like, otherwise like, this is so bad. And like, yeah. it was like, just, so it's like, that's another situation where it's like, you got to kind of just let them stay in your house. Unfortunately, like, or call their parents and be like, come pick your kids up. But like to kick a bunch of kids out and make them drive is crazy. That's Again, crazy. I'm never having children. This is crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> never, never want to. I never want to like worry about what they're doing, what, where they are. I don't want to teach any lessons. Like I don't want to oh have any God. hard conversations. Oh my God. I no would way. actually be medically, physically, spiritually incapable of convincing a child to do homework because I never did homework. Like I actually couldn't do it. They'd be like, do I have to do this? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, have you ever used algebra once? And I'm like, not even when I was taking algebra. Like, literally. <laughs> I know. I can see you being like, ultimately, it, do- you, it doesn't matter. You don't, need, <laughs> you don't need to do it. I just, like, can't pull a sham like that. I would have to be honest. <laughs> I feel like I would feel... I, I feel like I would be the one that could maybe, but my partner would be like, no, absolutely not. Like, yeah. this is such a... This is a racket. <laughs> There's also like, yeah, it's just like, I remember like I had a couple teachers like without really outing anyone, but like I remember I had one teacher where there was a lot of things that I would always bring up being like, why are they this way and this way and this way? And like, and I would get really frustrated with them. And then my, my mom, when I was adult, my mom was like, oh, severe alcoholic. And I was like, oh, like, <laughs> like, like I was like, oh, and uh, like the way that like I was seeing all the pieces, but didn't have the data to like understand how it pieced together. And it's like, I I also don't think if I was a parent, I, I would be like, so they, like, I would have to tell them in the moment. Like, I don't think I'd be like, I'll tell you in 10 years when you're like an adult. Yeah. yeah like I would have to, if I knew something about my kid's teacher, I'd be like, yeah, she's going through a really bad divorce. Things are really <laughs> hard for her right now. You have to be a little easier on her or like, you know, I would probably spill some tea about it. And also conversely, if I had kids in high school and this does not make me come off as a good person. And this is just the truth. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. I would be like, I would sit my children down every single day for dinner, open a bottle of wine and be like, tell me every single piece of gossip happening at your high school. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck else are we here for? I'm like, tell me every single piece of gossip. Tell me every rumor. Like I want (laughs) to... Okay, but that would be so fun. I want to go to dinner at your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to... I would hear... I would want to know... You're right. I would want to know it all. And then that would be my actual kids' homework. I'd be like, okay, so you're going to go to school tomorrow and you're going to ask Hannah this because I want to know. Like, I would be sending them with <laughs> data collected information because that's all I would care about. Ugh, that, you know, the thing that I, I would worry about most with kids in this time is honestly social, like uh, Twitter, in, like Instagram, TikTok. I can't. I can't even think about it. No, like I have no. niece. Do you have, do you have any nieces or nephews? Well, as I mentioned, I have a sister who's three. So and, oh, that's right. And then I have a brother who's, I have brothers who are 14. I have a brother who's 14 and a brother who's 20. And then I okay. have cousins. So okay. I, 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 it's a while, it's going to be a while before I have nieces and nephews, but I have relatives who are in like the teenage years for sure. Okay. So like it's, I'm like constantly worried about how they're going to be online. Yeah, it's so insane. Yes, it's so insane. 
Like I was already like, could you imagine being in middle school and like seeing the actual like data that someone is more popular than you? Like to actually like see the number. Yeah. I mean, I was having that in middle school and high school a little bit with like AIM and MySpace and Facebook, mm, yep, but same. not to the extent that it's happening now. It would crush me. I will say in a certain way, I think it's, no, this is me just trying to put a positive spin on something. Like what I was going to say is like social media now is designed to be more public facing. Like everything is posted, right? Like TikToks are you post them for everyone to see. I feel like MySpace and Facebook were designed for you to like create pockets of exclusion and like highlight that other people were being left out. Do you know what I mean? Like (laughs) that was the purpose. Like you were posting an album to be like, hey, look, everyone was invited to this party except for Tian. Like, you know what I mean? It's so true. Okay. (laughs) You know what? That really, I feel triggered by that. It's actually really real. You're like, wow, my four best friends in my aunt's house and I was not invited. (laughs) In my aunt's house. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. But I'm Ugh. sure I'm the thing about it is it's like the kids are so smart that whatever's happening on the way that like bullying and bad things are happening on social media right now, we don't even know the feet that feature. Whatever the feature is they're using that makes that happen. Like they're using social media in a way that you and me could not probably comprehend. No, never. Never. Yeah. And uh, so maybe they'll wear maybe they'll they are well equipped to handle it. I don't know. If I got bullied right now, I'd crumble. (laughs) I would. The thing about it is like, I, I know, like, yeah, if I got bullied right now, I. If you had someone actively bullying you, not a troll, like a person that you knew. See, this is where, this is where like I run into problems because like, this is why I always freeze up is because like, I always go, I go like immediately too far. Like it's very Scorpio of me. I know you don't believe in astrology, but like I, (laughs) it's maybe it's like an oldest child thing. Cause you're like, it's always like, it's always like, it's always like coming from above where it's like, oh, you bully me. Let me figure out how to ruin you in one statement. Do you know what I mean? Like the thing, like, like it's very much like I'm thinking about like, like I remember one time my sister was really driving me nuts and I like just turned her and I was like, mom and dad were so happy before you were born. Like, just like, (laughs) wasn't even true. Wasn't even true. But like, just knew, like decimate. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's like the thing is like, if I were to be get bullied now, I would just go so brutal or need to, that I would be paralyzed that I need to figure out what that thing is. Or I would then say something so bad that everyone would be like, actually, Jake, that was fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) we know you're getting bullied, but that was fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, like, Getting bullied, but then, you know, I would be the, I could see my, like, I could see being the one to like end it with something too real, too close, like tapping into like generational trauma for that person (laughs) and completely ending them. Okay. I I like that. I like that. Yeah. Cause it's like, if you're going to come for me, cause like, if you're going to effective bully me, you're going to come for me, uh, something superficial that is some, but still has that power to like cut me to my soul. So then yeah. I'm going to cut the corner by then just going for something generationally <laughs> deep and rooted and painful. Yes. Yeah. I will hit you existentially. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is the goal. That is deeply the goal. Wait, so do you, okay, we share a very good friend, KK Apple, one of the greatest oh people God. on this floor. One of, the, one of the greatest people. Shout out to KK Apple. Huge shout out to KK Apple. Did you go to BC together? Is that where you know KK yes. from? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, KK is truly one of my best friends. Yeah. Like, my best friend in the whole world. Like we went to Boston college together. We were in the same sketch group together. God bless. Um, and we immediately like 
bonded over wanting to like, you know, write sketches that were like super silly and like feminist for the time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, it, we just had so much fun. She's, she, she also was like a year older than me. So I always looked at her as a role model. I was just like, Kiki's the coolest. She's like got her shit together. She was an emotional and like intellectual role model for me. KK is like so amazing to me because it's like, she's one of those people that's like funny and joyful, but there's an energy about her where you're, I'm like, I also know that you're like solid as a rock. Like yes, there's somehow that you can be joyful and silly, but I know that like no one can fuck with you. Like you don't seem <laughs> weak. Like, do you know what I mean? Not at all. How, wait, how do you know KK? Through UCB. Oh, amazing. Were you guys on the same team together? Were we... No, I don't think we ever were, but we were off. We were on, we did practices together. And then when we were on Herald night, we were on the same like rotation. So I would see okay. her like every, we'd be in the green room together every show. That is such a good read of her. She really is like so joyful, so fun, but like you could never fuck with her. No, Immov a st an immovable stone in this earth, an obelisk. Yes. Yep. So you went to BC from Erie, Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah, what yeah. was the what was the vibe like socially at BC? Was it a party vibe? Was it hell? Was it good? I mean, <clears throat> I think it. I, I would never like. I will. I will probably never go back to re a reunion. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> about my, do they about do college my... reunions? It shows how much I'm like likely to go back to a UVM reunion. <laughs> they do college reunions. Yes. I had no idea. Oh my god. And it's a huge, big thing. I feel like be, the thing about BC is that we didn't have sororities and or fraternities, but we were a very big sports school. And so it like cultivate, like the sports teams cultivated, like almost like you could go to the football party, the hockey party, and then there would be people that had houses and there were like proto sororities and fraternities. So I, I was like a part of one. We were all named by our like address that we lived at. Sure. And it was big, like very big time party school. I think that's why it took me so long to come out. Cause I was like, this is it. This, this is what life is supposed to be like, like <laughs> get drunk. <laughs> like this is my future is just to like bop around and try to find a husband at these parties. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever, did Truly. you come out at all? Like BC or was it after? Um, I came out like senior year, but like not in a way that was not like publicly to everyone, just to like close friends and like the woman that I had a crush on. But that was it. <laughs> God bless. God bless. I can but relate like, to being at a school that was very much designed for heterosexual party socializing at all times. And but yeah, what I was, was it like? I was out. So it was. It was very much like the thing of like, I just kind of played like the fun gay role. Like I'm the fun gay guy at the party, but like, just knew like I was like never um, getting laid uh, literally ever. Like, yes. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. College was a real dry spell for me. I think I was just like, this is, this is, I don't, I, I had so much fun. Thank God I got into that sketch group. Cause honestly yeah. it was the saving grace. Like I had KK, I had all of my, like my best friends from college are all from that group. Yeah. Um, and like, I still am very close friends with like the fake sorority that I was a part of, but totally. it was just so, it was also a Catholic. It's like, I didn't realize yeah, what how, drew you there is I guess a question I have. You know, <laughs> It's actually a huge question I have oh, okay. is why you went there. <laughs> I looking back, honestly, didn't have any good reasons. My older sister that I really looked up to went to BU yeah. and I loved Boston, but wanted like 
in my, I, I don't know why we're letting 18 year olds decide anything about their future. But like my reasoning, I was like, I want a campus feel. And BC had like a very like old school yeah, college yeah, yeah. campus energy. And I, other than that, I honestly like, I, I don't know why I chose it. <laughs> I know. Outside of like being in Boston and then like being a campus period. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. How, like, why did you, why did you choose when you went to UVM? Yeah, I chose UVM because it was the one I could afford. But I was obsessed okay. with I was obsessed with going to Boston colleges because I think like when you grow up in New England, it's like Boston is like viewed as this like sweeping cultural metropolis yes. and center. Um, and then you live in New York for a few years, and you're like, what is that town? Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I, so I was obsessed with going to Emerson or BU. Those mm -hmm. were my big, okay. my big okay. schools. And I got into them, but then I didn't, I, I think Emerson gave me some money. BU gave me a financial aid. At the time, BU was $60,000 a year. And my financial aid package was $75. No. <laughs> I, it's actually oh the funniest thing anyone's God. ever done. It's the funniest uh, piece of comedy I've ever encountered. Was I got a financial aid package from Boston University for 70? $75. That is, what do you even, like, what was the, was it just $75 per semester? I'm, I'm like trying to break down the logic behind it. I just, you can buy a pencil. <laughs> I vividly remember getting, I actually like vividly remember what happened was I got the like acceptance letter in the mail from BU and it was like a big one. So I like knew I had gotten in and I was like freaking out. I was like, I'm going to BU and I pulled it out and it was like a folder and I called my mom and I was like, I got in. And then as I was talking to her, I pulled the letter out to read it. Oh and when I pulled the letter out to read it behind it was the financial aid package. So while reading it to my mom, I was like, oh, the financial aid package isn't, isn't there too. And she was like, oh my God, how much did they give you? And I was like, $75. <laughs> and she was like, what? 75000 I was like, no, $75. No. And I think it was called like, it was like named after someone. Like it was like the KK Apple book grant. And it was like clearly no. for buying like one textbook. <laughs> it honestly probably cost them like almost $75 to print that stuff <laughs> and send it to you. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I... Uh, again, looking back at BC, I don't know why I went because I'm still paying off loans. Yeah. Like I am now, I graduated in 2009. Like I, I'm still paying <laughs> off. It's just like, so it's ridiculous. Insane. It's insane. I it's insane. I should have never gone. Yeah. It's insane. And it's like, it's funny because it's, I brought it up because of what you said, which is like, I don't think I would have liked any of those. It's not that I, okay. It's not that I wouldn't have liked either of those schools. When I look back on almost going to Emerson and almost going to BU and knowing who I was at 17 when I was dying to go there and how impressionable I was and how like much of a sponge I was to soak up like who I was and what my personality was going to be. Yeah. I shudder to think of who I would be <laughs> if I had gone to one of those schools. It is, I was primed to be a detest human. Like I needed to go through, like I needed to be lost for a few more years. Like if I had just been like put in with a bunch of artists, like it would have been so bad for me. I, <laughs> I think about that with one particular thing at BC. Um, I had like applied to be an orientation leader and I don't know if orientation leaders at UVM had like a, had a cultish feel, but at BC they were like a little weird ass cult and like, 
they were just like too happy, but probably <laughs> dead inside, but like also just like so positive, love the school so much. And I auditioned and made it to the final. I remember I made it to the final round and I was like interviewing with a bunch of Jesuit priests and they were like, what does being like, what does being a part of a Jesuit Academy mean to you? And in my mind, I was like, oh, I should have prepared for this. Question. <laughs> <laughs> Did it Like the, the spiritual religious side of things was not, I, I don't care about that. And so I'm so glad I didn't get that because I think like that would have been my sliding doors. Like if I had gotten an orientation leader position, I'd be insufferable. I think already more than I am. Like, oh. I think I would have, I would have been outrageous. Absolutely. I absolutely. <laughs> I think in general, the longer you go in life without getting what you want, <laughs> like the better for your personality. I think so too. I think that is like profoundly true. Well, wow, that's beautiful. Honestly, that's stunning. The it's, more you fail. <laughs> it's what I tell myself every time I don't get something. I'm like, it's going to be, I'm going to look back. I'm going to look back on this moment in a few years and be like, thank fucking God I didn't get that. You know what I mean? And so, so far it's, it's held so true. true. So far it is held true. You know what? I'm I'm like now kind of like Rolodexing through some of the things that I really, really wanted to didn't get. I, I completely agree. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. It's like, obviously it's not like I was like up for Avatar. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> and even so, you know what I mean? It's like, I haven't missed something like so insane, but like the things I haven't gotten, I'm like, oftentimes I look back, I'm like, wow, thank God. Yes. Actually, yes. Anytime I've like auditioned for like a cop drama, <laughs> the first few times, like I think the first several auditions that I got were for like cop dramas and I wanted it so bad. Cause like, you know, I feel like when you get an audition, uh you like, just you just want it. You just want it. Oh my God, no matter what it is. More than anything in the world. More than anything. You want it more than more than anything in the world. Like, of course, I want to act with like a police dog. Like, of course, that's like something that I've dreamed of doing. Absolutely. Like, and when I didn't get it, I'd always be so upset. But now I'm like, would I have? Why? Why? Why would I have been upset about that? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm so so thankful yeah, to not be a part of some propaganda. I know, sitting here being like, I played, a, I probably played a police officer for three years. <laughs> 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 I'm so thankful. It's really real though. Like I do, I just think that it's like, it's, we're meant to get the things we're meant or not even that we're meant, but it's like, I just, I look back at anything I haven't gotten. And I'm like, I think it really did good for my personality. And I think so too. Yeah. People I know who have got what they wanted really early. They're broken. They're dead <laughs> inside. They're alive. They're fine. I'm not speaking of the dead, but I think <laughs> you have to want things, you know? You have to want things. And I, I do know some people that have gotten like in in, 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 a, in broad range, not just like in the industry, right. just like no, totally. have gotten things that they've wanted. Like I'm thinking of like, you know, college friends who immediately got the, the job that they wanted. Miserable. Oh, miserable, miserable, <laughs> miserable, absolutely miserable. That's why I can't, I don't understand how people, and I guess this is a little bit different because it's like you're working for it the whole time, but like people who are, on like I have like a couple friends who when I met them in high school they were like I want to be this thing and they are now either still in school to become that thing because it's like some specific medical thing that takes like 15 years of schooling or like whatever <laughs> or like they are that thing after the 10 years of school it took them and I'm like yep. I don't I it is so insane to me to still want to like be on the I mean granted I guess I did want to be an actor when I was 17 but like to do it in 
do you know what I'm saying? It just seems crazy to me to like not pivot at all and just be on this one path your entire life. It just is so wild to me and I respect it and I also fear it. I respect it and I completely fear it. But I think that's also like our generation of like my, my dad, when he realized, or like when I shared with him that I wanted to pivot, cause I, I went to school for biology. Oh, wow. Um, it was like pre-med, bio, the whole thing. When I pivoted, he's very, my parents were very supportive. They just didn't understand it. Like at, at first pack, they were did like- Did you bundle it with coming out? Was it like a one, two? Oof, <laughs> God, no. <laughs> But honestly, I should have made it a combo. <laughs> I should have made it a combo. I, I like no, the I, idea of parents being so thrown off by two things that they actually can't get their footing to process either. There's something really funny about that to me. <laughs> oh my God. Actually, I like waited until I was like financially feeling good and like in a place with other things before I came out so that they wouldn't be like, is it because of X, Y, Z? Oh, interesting. So I, yeah, I had like a like I didn't come out to my family until I was 26, 20, 25 or 26, like yeah. Thanksgiving classic. Um, my sister actually maybe kind of helped me with the combo because she was like 15. Wait, is that right? She was she wasn't of drinking age yet. And that morning that I had planned on coming out, my nephew, who was like three, found a bottle of vodka in her room. <laughs> And I was so fucking pissed because I was like, you bitch, <laughs> like only one of us is allowed to disappoint mom and dad today and you are just ruining it Wait, for me. Wait, that's so funny because the, the psychology of that is so funny to me because I would have been like, great, some of the heat's on her. <laughs> okay. So I have a little bit less heat on me. But yours is completely coming from the comfort of the parents where you're like, they're already in a bad mood. I can't make it worse. Wow, that's a deep level of empathy. I I mean, I obviously didn't care that much because I still came out. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're like, hey, can I have some of that vodka? (laughs) (laughs) But truly, I was so so pissed. I was like, this is... They didn't come to the... I was like, they didn't come to this country for this. God damn it. That is so funny. Uh, Also just a three-year-old finding it is so brutal. I mean, he, cause, but it was so innocent too for him because she had hit it behind like a big bear (laughs) and like, he was just like walking around trying to like find a bear. And of course my older sister, like, it went to like from zero to a thousand and was like, what if he opened up it, opened it up and drank it. And I was like, there's no that's like, way. Inc- honestly, incredible dexterity for a three-year-old. They'd be fine. <laughs> if, if <he> done, <laughs> the bottle is as big as him. If he could do that, <laughs> honestly, good for him. <laughs> Would be proud. Oh, that's so good. Wait, so when the- did you come out? Wait, when did you come? When did you come out to your family? Um, when I was 16 on the way to my driver's test. Oh my God. Oh, no. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was a good old time. Were they in, what are they in the car with you? My like, mom like, was. My mom damn. was. And then I went and took my driver's test, passed, and then went to my dad's house and told my dad. And then I just like, it? changed it on Facebook to interested in men. And that was sort of the whole process. Oh, my God. It was a big moment for me. So that's huge. Facebook having the f- sexual... Actually, I will say that was a huge... That's like an institution of social media that's gone is Facebook having the interested in 
Do you remember this? Like, yes, yes. Because you'd be like, are they gay? And you'd look. And if they have interested in women, interested in the opposite sex, you're like, well, fuck me, it's over. But if they didn't yep. have the interested in filled out, you're like, there's hope. <laughs> Do you remember this? <laughs> yes, of course. It would of be course. like, it like would be it, like, you'd look and it'd be like their name and then it would say their gender and then it might say interested in. And if it said the opposite sex, you were like, fuck. If it didn't say interested in, you were like, great, there's hope. And then under, if under that it said they were Christian, the hope was gone. The uh, hope was gone. <laughs> And that was sort of the way to, uh, that was a process of elimination of hope when you were looking at someone's. Oh my God. Yeah. If anyone was like follower of Christ, I was like, well, I guess uh, (laughs) never, I guess I'm done. (laughs) I guess I can't hit on you anymore. Yeah. There's (laughs) truly no hope there for me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. In high school. Fucking that's awesome. Yeah. It was a good old time. I think it was, yeah, I think that like with me though, it's like I I was so perceived as gay that it wasn't like, I feel like it's different than people who like, I think a lot of people, their process of coming out is a lot more of like a, mine was like a stop of denying rather than like this huge reveal. Uh, and like, I think it's a lot more, it's like almost a heavier lift to have to like tell people who aren't suspecting or like are yeah. less suspecting. And so I have a lot of empathy for people who are like, in a weird way, like I think you'd, I think a lot more times people the more like visibly or auditorily queer people are the one, like, I just think it's, I do have a lot of empathy for straight passing people because I think it is actually quite hard. They have to come out in a harder way because it's a little bit more of a lift to like Hmm. reveal that. Whereas I was like, yeah, fine. I feel seen. (laughs) No, I I think, I mean, it's just, it's just coming out. Coming out is so fucking hard. This is like, it it shouldn't be. It's just, but it's outraged. It's like so weirdly hard. Well, yeah. Did you, it's like, I, I, my, my whole thing is like straight people have never had to sit down and tell their parents how they want to have sex. That's the worst part is that it's about sex. I know it is. It is the worst part. And I I don't mean like, of course I realize why it's weirdly hard because of (laughs) insane homophobia and like cis, like heteronormativity, but it is really weird that like, yeah, that we have to sit down and tell our parents like how and who we want to have sex with, which is like hell. Fresh hell. hell. It's hell. It's fresh hell. <laughs> it's fresh hell. It's fresh hell. And it also like, I think it never, it's like never ending for some people. Cause I, I have to come out to people all the time. I'm sure. But it's like, but it's like, I, now I'm like just used to it. Um, or I don't come out to like certain scary men. But like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't come out to certain scary, strange men from like Ubers to taxis to just like, you know, some random person. I I, I will be very like specific about who I come out to. But yeah, it's uh, I just I just wish straight people had just like a hint of the difficulty that we had. I know I did. I was just in Scotland doing Edinburgh Fringe and the show I was doing with my friend Marsha. Do you know Marsha Belsky? Yes. She's incredible. incredible. So funny. So we have this show that we do together and like, I play, like my character is named Jake Cornell. Like we don't change the names, but they're like very clearly not us. And like my character is like a straight man, but he's like oh very, and there's things throughout the show that are like very homophobic and very misogynist because it is a satire. Yeah. 
And I think a couple times, I'm not like positive, but there was like two instances where there were women in the audience who I don't think realized I'm gay. And there's, and we have oh. not written anything into the show that like makes it explicitly clear like this performer is gay because like I've never had to do that in my literal life. <laughs> and I don't know if it was like an accent thing or like a foreign thing, but there were these two women that I really think thought I was straight because they kept, anytime any of the gay stuff came up, they were, they looked mad at me in defense of queer people. <gasps> In a way where I truly, I remember being on stage and seeing them and truly being like, I want to stop the show and like explain to them what's happening. I was like, hey, this isn't real. Like they were, I've never, it was because like also our theater was like lit in a way where you could, the first two rows, you could see like every single eyelash in in people's eyes. Like just such deaf HD, like somehow like made my eyesight better. Like the front two rows were just so apparent to us. And like, I've never had two people stare at me with such hatred in my life. And I was like, Oh my God. And I was like, this is, I've never felt perceived as like a straight person except for in this moment. And I actually hate it on every single level. (laughs) Like this is so, (laughs) this is so powerfully bad. Um, And I want to stop the show. It was really bad. Oh, did you try to find them afterwards to be like, just so you know? (laughs) No, because I was like, because I kind of did think it was funny if like, if they tweeted like homophobic, I'd be like, hi, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) The show is called man and man and woman, right? It's called man and woman. Yeah. Okay. That's on them. If they can't figure out out that that is like so perfectly a satire. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate that. But yeah, these two women um, hated me more than I've ever felt hatred from anyone in my life. But those, that's Oof. like truly the only time. And I was talking, I was like trying to, I was in the bar after talking to it with Mary Beth Barone. And she was like, she was like, I don't mean this offensively. I literally can't imagine a single person thinking you're straight. That's really, she was like, she was like, she was, she was like, she was like, cause I'm looking at you and it's giving gay. And I was like, thank you, Mary Beth. Like, <laughs> I don't know you that well, but honestly, I completely agree. <laughs> she was like, I think they hated you for a different reason. Like that's, and I was like, no, I really think that was it. And she was like, no, I think it had to have been something else. And I was like, no, I, think, <laughs> I do think that was it. I, there is something so icky about th- people thinking that I'm straight. I completely agree with you. It means nothing. Honestly, nothing is more offensive to me than that. I'm like, yeah. Ugh. It's terrible. Yeah, it's so... I don't, I don't ever want it. Yeah, the only other time I ever experience it is not... I don't necessarily think it's people um, thinking I'm straight, but sometimes men will talk to me the way they talk to straight men about women, thinking I'm, like, down for that conversation. Oh, God. Um, and it's like... It, I'm like, okay, do me a favor. Peel the skin off my bones. Like, I would rather <laughs> do that. Like, I can't... I can't like when, like they'll think that like I'm down for like the locker room talk of like how they actually talk about like a woman who like I know and respect and definitely like more than them. Um, and it's it's actually always so bad. You know what? I couldn't agree more because I have straight men that do that to me thinking that like, oh, you're a lesbian. You're into women. So oh, like, you fuck women. You, so there's no way you can you, respect them. Yeah. <laughs> there's absolutely you no way them, you can so respect you them. them. So you, yeah. you treat them like pieces of meat that duh, you just want to sleep with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that makes sense because it's I, like, you don't have sex with women, so you must not respect women. That's how they think to me. But then to you, yes. they're like, and you have sex with women, so you also don't respect women. They actually can't perceive a reality where they could respect a woman is what's actually so it's, amazing. It's as actually, what's <laughs> which is so insane. I think I've had, I had a conversation 
with a friend recently that like he's single and he's like out sleeping. He's first time single in a really long time and he's out sleeping with women. And he said something so crass to me that I was like, I, I had to, I finally had the, like, I think I've, I'm in my age where I'm like uh, not allowing bullshit to slide by. And Good I was like, you. you can't speak like that. And he's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, you, you said, you actually can't speak about a woman's vagina. Like, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can't. Yeah. Um, I'm also like, I'm like, I'm like when we're, when I'm like to these straight people, I'm like, okay, when gay people are fucking, we're being crass. Like we're fucking, you guys could make a child. There's kids involved. Shut the fuck up. That's so gross. It's so gross to me. Yeah. It's, it's gross. Disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And I also just think that like I the way that, say, sorry, I, go ahead, go I ahead, go ahead. Oh my God. Like, We're trying. I'm like, oh, like I hate stop. it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it because I also know like deep down that sex is that trying sex is sad. It's sad. I know. It's, like, <laughs> it's so sad. I very specifically when anyone talks about this is so specific and insane, but do you remember the show brothers and sisters on ABC? <laughs> Do you remember no, the show? No, no. It was like a, it was like the This Is Us before This Is Us, where it was like an okay. ensemble family comedy, and it was like Sally Field, and there's like a whole plot line where Callista Flockhart and Rob Lowe are trying to get pregnant. <laughs> oh my god. I you didn't take acid. This, this is this real. Cast? Yeah. Oh my god, this cast is insane. No, it was it was. Oh my god, it's actually crazy because it was Callista Flockhart, Rob Lowe, um, Matthew Reese from The Americans, um, Rachel Griffiths who played Brenda in Six Feet Under. Oh my God. Sally Field. Like it was like a stack. The guy who's in bros, like the Luke, like the other, the love interest in bros, Luke McFarlane, yeah. like he's in it. Like it was like, it was like actually a pretty stacked cast. Ow. But there, there's like a scene that I like, it's like so burned in my brain. And, and ever someone's like, we're trying where it's like the episode starts with Callista Flockhart and Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Calista Flockhart and Roblo fucking, and then he like finishes and then gets up and then she, she like goes into <laughs> she goes into like a feet overhead like back bend so that her feet are like up by her ears so that her no. back is vertical so that like her vagina is upside down for like no. gravity to assist in the and then they like have a whole conversation while she's in that position because they're like trying to get pregnant and I was like I was like this is not what God wanted for Ali McBeal no. and I don't like it <laughs> this is not what God intended no not at all no. oh God yeah I just I, I know too many friends who don't know why they want to share this info with me. Maybe it, they think I'm being empathetic and won't like talk shit about them on a podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> they like some of my straight friends who are trying, I, I feel a lot of empathy for them because I, I think it's very stressful, a great timing, all of that. But what they're describing to me sounds so <laughs> terrible and like not enjoyable and very like, very mechanical like I don't like it's yeah, just it that's sounds specifically so... the thing is I can't imagine having sex for any reason other than wanting to have sex yes yes and that's what's like cuckoo kachoo about it to me yeah like they've taken the joy out of it yeah it it's sounds just, it's crazy to me it's crazy to me as well it's really and crazy to me as well yeah so when anyone tells me that they're trying I, I, my immediate thought is like 
you're making sex a chore and that sounds sad. It's also just a topic to me that feel, because it's like tied, I don't know, like it feels like private to me, like wanting kids have it. Like, I'm like, that feels like a private conversation. And I feel like straight people would be like, so you fucking raw? Like to like another married couple, like just like, they'll just like bring it up. And I'm like at dinner and I'm like, we could talk about a movie. Like what the fuck? Like not like, and they're not close people. This is what I'm talking about. Like I'll be out at a dinner where it's like straight people that like aren't super close. And they're like, so you doing it? I'm like, what, why is this the conversation? And I'm not a prude, but I'm like, I don't, if they were gay, okay, fine. Talk about sex all the time. Call. I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear about it. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. It's in my face. I don't like it. <laughs> it's too much. If if I was if if I was allowed to be like, okay, you guys are trying. I'm just having fun. Like yeah. I'm talking for fun. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like they're talking about trying it. Then you're like, okay, my turn. So here are the things I've been exploring with my body. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I and just that's homophobia. To be able to We're not allowed to talk about our sex in that way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think maybe maybe if they're like, I, I what if, if if I were at a dinner Honestly, we got to stop having so many dinners with straight people. But if we're, <laughs> if we're at this dinner and they're like, I'm trying, maybe we should start being like, never trying, never want it. It's never trying. <laughs> what if I'm I just trying. fully dry heave? They're like, we're trying. I'm like, like, I'm just like at the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And hold the pose like that. Hold <laughs> it. <laughs> then, then we could be like, are you talking about his raw penis yeah. going like you're actually saying that at dinner right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Disgusting. Sorry, we're dropping the second coast and you're saying, yeah, he's dumping in me. Like, <laughs> 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 like it's just like the way that it gets to be put in, like it's proper conversation. It's proper conversation. It's like even considered like polite conversation. Yeah. They're like, don't talk about money, but talk about fucking raw and hoping a child comes of it. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Like leave the politics at the door, but <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you where I'm coming and how often. <laughs> that, yeah, It's just, uh, it's so, uh, it's so gross. Did you bad. watch, wait, do you watch the Kardashians? No, it's good. it's good. Do, is, is it all talk of that? No, but I did dabble because I haven't watched it. I watched I would I watched it back when I was in. Have I talked about this in the podcast? Yeah, this whole the, when Courtney was trying to have the kids. Did I talk about this? Okay, I watched like the old episodes like back like when I was in high school. I think I watched like the first few seasons, and then like I didn't have cable for years and years. So, like I just haven't I haven't watched the Kardashians in like a long ass time. When it like the new show started, like the Hulu one, I was like, let me check this out. I watched like a handful of episodes on of like maybe the first the first season. I watched like a few episodes, and one of them was like the whole episode was about Travis and Courtney trying to have kids, and like them at the like clinic doing like IVF, like documenting like okay, now Travis is gonna go jerk off in this cup. Like they're doing this like on oh TV, and like it was so like everything about it. I was like, I hate this. Like, <laughs> I hate this. Oh God. Oh no, I would, that's not, not, I'm not into that so storytelling. In, <laughs> in, okay. Because, so I think we've read that we, do you like, when you go out now as an adult, do you like a gay bar? Is that what your preference is? Like, what is your going out look like now? But going to like, like going to like a gay bar or like a bar that it, a bar restaurant that definitely has like a ton of queer energy. Yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what I, and I will like, but like now as an adult, like most of my friends and close friends are queer, which is just like the best. 
the best. And someone's house can be the gay bar at that point. Yes. That's it. Honestly, that's what it is. I, I, that's what I really prefer to is like going to someone's house and it is, it is now the like private gay bar. Yeah. That's honestly, I was thinking about, I, that's like, I, I think my biggest goal in life is to make enough money that I can have a house that it feels like a, the, the destination where I can like just have a ton of people over. And it's not like a selling sunset house. Like it's not huge, but it's like big enough that I can like really host. That's and what I want to. Oof. I just yeah, want. Like- I, it's like, and I'm, I'm branding, like, it's like a humbled, it's like, I want $4 million. Like, that's what I mean. It's like, I want to be able to have like a $2.5 million New York City apartment. I mean, that's how it is. The, the prices are, are crazy. But yes, that is what you are looking like, I'm like, for. My so humble cool. little <laughs> renovated brownstone. Enough to entertain with a backyard. Yeah, just a guest bathroom and two guest bedrooms. That's what I want too. That I sounds mean, amazing. It God. sounds like heaven i just want i just want to run my own bread and breakfast for my friends okay because this is what i was going to say i want to hope i want to have a this might sound crazy but i want to have a house big enough that i can host a party at it where in my own home i could be introduced to someone i do not know does this make sense yes yes because right now i love my apartment i have a fantastic apartment we got like we have like a, a great setup i can have like probably comfortably six people over Okay, that's a very lovely, intimate dinner party. Right, but there's no strangers. I want to be able to oh, have I like see, 20 people over and, and, someone, and I'm someone. like, yeah, bring a friend. You know what I mean? And then we like meet yep. this new, you know what I mean? And I don't have the space for that yet. I and see that this, in your future. Thank you. Thank you. I see that in your future I for I, sure. Yes, and I see you in that apartment with me. I see. Okay, I, I, oh, please. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, wait, so speaking of that, insanely, we have come to the end. It's upsetting how much time we dedicated to straight people, but- <laughs> We had to get that. I had to get that off my chest. I've been mad about it for years. <laughs> Me too. I've been hanging out with my parents, and honestly, they are drugs. No, just kidding. I love them. <laughs> Imagine you got home, your parents like, "We're trying." <laughs> I'd be like, "Okay, can't go through this again." Yeah. Okay, the birth order is set. We can't. We can't mix it up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, that just reminded me of this. Shouldn't have been put on. I saw a TikTok the other day that was like. This is the other thing is like straight people put their in, their kids on the internet too much. Get your kids off the Ooh. internet. I actually am really passionate about this. Kids shouldn't be on the internet, blur their faces. I know, I agree. And like, I saw this video the other day where these parents put a video, this has nothing to do with the podcast, but they put, it was a video of them telling their daughter that she was having a kid and she was like, I'm not going to be the youngest. Like she was having a full <laughs> breakdown. And I was like, this is justified and this shouldn't be on the internet. But I watched yes, it. Like, I'm like, I watched it. <laughs> Anytime I see any of those videos of like, you know, we're telling, we're telling our daughter that she like made a sports team or telling our daughter that she's going to be, or telling our kid that they're going to be, have a sibling. I'm like, this is a private moment, but I will watch every single second. Did you see those TikToks where the girls found out they didn't get on the cheerleading squad? No. It shouldn't have been on the internet, but I watched it. (laughs) Granted, they're a little bit older, they're like 17, 18, but truly like... It was so, the cinematography of it, oh. I truly was like, I'm there, I'm in high school. Like, it brought me there. It was so intense. <laughs> Were they so upset? Oh, it was like, it was, it was like micro movements of the face that like Juilliard could not train. Like, it's like, it was beyond any performance that one could give. Like, it was really unbelievable. <laughs> so sad. Okay, so, sorry, I interrupted you. No, not at all. This is heaven. I like to end the episodes with us planning when we are able to, our night out. Okay, great. So I guess firstly, would you like to have a night out together? I would absolutely Gorge, me too. love I think, to have a night out together. I think we have to invite KK. It would feel we crazy We have to invite to KK. Okay. We have to invite KK. So do you, are you planning to come to New York anytime soon? 
Honestly, probably. Yes, because I have siblings that live there. So, yes. So, let's say it's Yumi and KK. It's New York City. I love KK's neighborhood. Me too. And I love KK's backyard and I'm obsessed with inviting myself over to it. (laughs) Okay. So, maybe we just, maybe maybe we make KK's spot the bar for the evening. Yeah. And maybe do like a bop out for dinner somewhere and then bop back. Yes, absolutely. I, I love that. I want to bop out for dinner and then bop out with like bop back into the backyard for a nightcap. Yep. And then I can take the train home. Oh my God. Perfect. That was quick and that was easy, <laughs> but I loved it. But wait, where are we eating? What kind of, re- what restaurant? Okay. That's really true. So I would love, that's interesting. And I love share plates. Is, are you a share plate? I, I love to share. I love share plates. I love share plates. Anyone who wants their own meal, like get the fuck out of get our dinner Get the fuck party. out of here. I'm currently, okay, here are my current vibes. I'm currently annoyed with pizza in restaurants. It's not my energy okay. right now. Okay, great. I'm just like, if I'm getting pizza, I want it delivered or I want a slice. I'm not like sitting down <laughs> to get a pizza. It's like, I, I go through this phase every once in a while. I'm like, I'm not doing pizza in restaurants too much. Um, Honestly, now that I think about it, I very rarely do pizza at restaurants because I, I'm craving other things. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I can walk up to a window and get a slice of pizza. I can yes. walk up to a window and get a pad thai and like eat it walking down the street. Do you know what I mean? Yes. There are like other dishes I would rather eat. <laughs> like spaghetti carbonara, I don't know. So let's do share plates. I feel like there's a really good, because KK's over like, there's like a lot of good seafood moments over there because we're also yeah. like near Red Hook. We're near, like, I say we do like a seafood sherry moment. Oh my God, I would love it. Okay. Like and a tower? Veg, so we'll are just... you thinking like a tower? Like, are we doing, is it like a seafood raw situation or both? Like we start with a tower and then we get into some more cooked seafood. I'm obsessed with that. Okay, I'm great. obsessed with that. Okay, okay great. amazing. And then we'll just, wa- we'll roll back full of seafood to KK's backyard and 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 then have make, and then we'll make cocktails there. Oh, perfect. Okay, Gorge. All right, I'm going to call KK and tell her this is the plan. <laughs> okay, can, can Thank you wait, so much honestly, for we have sure. to do it. Yes. Oh, no, this is actually happening. This one's actually this happening. This is actually happening. Yes, 100%. <laughs> um, this was so fun. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm such a fan from afar. Oh I can't God. wait to hang out. Likewise, I know I can't person. wait. Um, I'm, I'm so glad we finally got to talk. Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seaside. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to Vinepair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible. <laughs>